Hello and welcome to Northern Natter with me, Katie Williams. And me, Katie Baggett. This is the podcast that celebrates local journalism and proves you don't need to move to London to be a journalist. In this episode, we'll be chatting to publishing director at Harper North, Genevieve Pegg, author Lauren Aitchison, and creative producer and writer Bridget Hamilton about writing and how to get into publishing in the North. Publishing is very different from, from journalism, but if that's already your bread and butter, if you're already doing that in some way, then I would imagine that writing a book and having a book published seems like less of a lofty goal and more of something that's maybe more achievable. And I think it probably is. And welcome to a very special part two of Publishing in the North. We're speaking to Lauren, Genevieve and Bridget again, all about their experiences in the publishing world. I'm Genevieve Pegg. I'm Publishing Director at Harper North. My name is Bridget Hamilton. I am a writer and a creative producer and I predominantly work with young people uh, with New Writing North. My name is Lauren Aitchison and I'm writing my first book whilst being on the Penguin Random House Right Now programme. Lauren, can you tell us a bit more about sort of your process to get in uh, your publishing deal and how you found that? Sure, well I'm actually, I'm kind of in a weird situation because I um, sort of writing a book for Penguin right now but I technically don't have a publishing deal yet because of the way that it's come about so Penguin Random House have a program called Right Now and basically they realise that most of the stuff that they published is by white middle class people so every year I think since 2017 that was the first year they just do an open call you send a thousand words of something that you're uh, working on you have don't need to have any more than a thousand words and you just tick one of the boxes that you're from um, some kind of background that they continue to be unusual which is there's quite a big list then uh, so I did that I submitted a thousand words of um, a memoir that I was uh, sort of thinking about doing and um, I think there was 1,700 people applied that year and then 150 of us got invited to these three workshops mine was in Liverpool and it was like they had um, new writers come and talk to us and people from the publishing industry. And it was just really good, even if you weren't going to get through to the next round, it was still such a helpful day um, in terms of like the access they were giving us and like how you get paid and all of this stuff. So I got to meet my editor, Michaela, and she was so nice about my writing that I went and cried in the toilet afterwards. So we're sort of doing things the wrong way around because usually, especially with memoir, because it's technically nonfiction, what I would usually do is write to an agent and say, I have this idea, here's why I'm the person to write it. And they say, excellent idea. And then I get some money and then I go away and write it. And you know I'm sorry the publishing deal and everything whereas now kind of the book is pretty well through and I have an editor but I don't have an agent yet so I'm kind of back to front and basically Penguin will get right of first refusal they might ultimately decide that the book's not for them um in which case that's fine but because they obviously thought I was good enough to get through the last 10 of 1700 people it means that it would be it would be quite likely hopefully that I would manage to get a publishing deal elsewhere. Oh my god of course they will. Everyone will be running for your book Lauren. So Bridget could you tell us a little bit about New Writing North and all the workshops that they run for young people? Yeah so uh, New Writing North is a kind of development agency organisation for um, any type of new writing so I predominantly work with the young people's team 
which is where Young Writers City comes in. So Young Writers City is a project that essentially uh, runs in classroom and extracurricular creative writing sessions uh, in secondary schools. So it works with 12 to 19 year olds. Uh, and um, the idea in the school that I work in, in particular, is that by the end of year nine, they've had a term of creative writing sessions uh, with us, with myself, and often I work alongside another lead writer as well. Um, so in terms of young people's access to creative writing, it's it's absolutely brilliant. I've, I've never seen or heard of something as good, as, as substantial as it. Um, definitely didn't have something like that in, in my school when I was, was younger. Um, and the kinds of work that it produces is incredible. It really gives those young people a sense of legitimacy because we don't just, you know, get them to write it on in their notepads and then that's it. We've made music videos uh, like zines, full pamphlets, booklets, all sorts of different stuff. And people have then gone on um, to, to do it as a, as a career, if not, you know, a brilliant hobby, a passion that they love. Um, and we commission writers to get involved in those school visits. Lovely. I would have loved something like that when I was at school. I tried to set up my own magazine in my bedroom, but the workers were not as excited about it as they <laughs> So we, we folded fairly quickly. <laughs> it's dead fun. Like it's honestly great. And it's such an interesting model where it's very like participant led. So they, they get involved in everything. Um, I'll tell you one thing that's harder than like trying to organize a performance with young people is watching young people try and organize a performance and you aren't allowed to tell them um how terribly they're doing it uh but yeah like sometimes just I don't know you know I feel super privileged to occasionally have a moment where I turn around and go like I can't believe I get paid for this it's like so much fun um but definitely now need to also think about like right I'm on to kind of my third draft gone out to a couple of agents, not had the results that I wanted. It's now in a much better position. I was long listed in the Mislexia uh, life writing and memoir competition. Okay. So now I, I kind of feel like, right, I need to take a little bit of time for me over the summer and get it back out to people, get it back out to agents, um, which I think is really important for everybody to do, whether you have a full-time job or you're self-employed or whatever is is remembering to take that time because your creative process is not just something that sits on the side. It's, it's an integral part of, of it makes me a better facilitator to also have time to do my writing as well. So yeah, I've got to, got to remember that. <laughs> I'll put it on a post-it note somewhere. So how, how would someone, if someone has like just written a book, how would they reach out to agents? You know, if someone's got a book just sitting there, they don't have any connections in the publishing industry. They don't know where to start. What would they do? essentially you would start to approach agents by sending them like an extract and um, I think sometimes there's a misconception other than places like Harper North which kind of cut out that um, I think there's a misconception sometimes that you go straight to a publisher but actually you get an agent who will then kind of vouch for you to publishers and um, so generally it's just a really good google search of people that are um, looking for books in your area I find twitter really useful to see who's currently like what that what people are looking for uh, and then following their guidelines to a T with what's on their website and sending them exactly what they're after, whether that's a cover letter in 10,000 words or an extract of whatever length uh, or some people for um, nonfiction or for memoir want a synopsis or like a chapter breakdown. Um, 
it's fun because nobody wants the same thing so you end up making like 50 different versions of all, all the you know gump that you have uh, and then seeing if anybody comes back to you so often they'll request the full manuscript so they want to read the whole thing uh, and from there they'll make a decision um, but yeah that's what that's what I think you have to do when you're just like a little person with no kind of links to the publishing world there's nobody that I can could email and be like oh we just casually take a look at my manuscript and kind of flag solo which a lot of you know a lot of people are so there's no um that's what it, that's the way a lot of people have to do it and have done it perfectly successfully so um I'm just going to keep plugging on and hope that I get representation eventually I've been I've been really lucky that I've been in a couple of situations because of the program that I'm on where I have just sort of met agents and they said they've said oh just send it to me and but even after a conversation with them I've thought no like you're not the person as well so that's the thing is that even if you do get rejected and things and that's actually I mean it, it feels terrible but they're not the person for you because the person that wants to represent you is going to like fight to the death for you and your book they're going to believe in it so much so it's not necessarily a bad thing um it's the thing about diving in and um agents will say what they're after and and that that's okay sort of thing as Lauren said it's 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 a relationship that's got to work both ways and so you know if you're writing you know sci-fi or fantasy you want an agent that really loves that and knows that world and because that agent is then going to think right I've got the perfect editor for that um, or if you're writing a literary memoir you you know your agent you want your agent to connect with it and and sort of be able to have those conversations I think and and that can take a while just finding that right connection um, but equally, yeah, luckily now there are places as well that you can you can sort of um, either go directly to, like us, we always, we've always said, you know, we need to have this open submissions channel. And also we kind of know that lots of people might not be at the stage where they've got something to submit. So we said, look, we've also got an address if you just want to ask us questions. So sometimes you're not ready and you kind of want to say, look, am I meant to do this? Can I do this? What does that mean? What's that weird piece of jargon? you know how many words is is a novel how many you know what does a non-fiction proposal look like um because i think you've got to have a place for for those questions as well um and and you know when people can say you know what what does an agent do or how should i find when we can help sort of you know connect people hopefully and to find that that right relationship definitely like a it's a two-way streak isn't it and it's about i was thinking that it's like value valuing your work to like kind of go to someone and ask for that piece of advice so that you can go back and maybe improve or kind of carve your writing out a bit more. Yeah, I've learned quite a lot from what you three have just said there. I guess kind of wrapping up the episode, uh, what, what would sort of your top tip or advice be uh, to young writers or anyone wanting to kind of get into publishing? Uh, Bridget, would you like to go first? Oh, great question. Um, I think my main advice would just be a little bit like uh, Lauren said at the very beginning is, is kind of, you've got to be realistic, but also not sell yourself short. So, you know, thousands and thousands of people every year go on to get brilliant publishing deals they go on to get agents and have their books on shelves without having some weird back street you know contact that they they have so there's no use in saying oh why would it be me because it very well could be 
um, but at the same time, not letting that dream or, you know, not letting that dampen enjoyment of the actual process of writing. And I think that's why I stuck with my dad's memoir because I genuinely wanted to tell his story. Um, so I'm entering a kind of new stage of finding agents, not with this like arrogant confidence that I'm the best writer in the world, but just in that I know that this is a story that, that people would like to read and would like to know about. Um, so I think not selling yourself too short but being realistic and trying if you possibly can to enjoy it along the way because that's why we all came here in the first place because we love writing um, so if you're not enjoying it you know obviously deadlines from editors and agents notwithstanding if you're really really hating on it maybe stop <laughs> even for a little bit and just chill um, and when you feel ready come back to it there's no deadline obviously if you're writing a pandemic novels set in you know 2022 then you might want to get your skates on but actually there's no hard and fast way or means to write a book and um, so try and enjoy it and not go mad how about yourself jenny uh, well i think it, it is again sort of coming full circle and and i think we talked about at some point if you if you want to write for readers you're going to have to do that strange bit of connection so i would tell people to kind of join the conversation um, as much as they can and if you want to join that sort of books conversation it can happen in so many ways so you can find a way that suits you and you can find that community of other people to talk about it can be to talk about your writing if you want to get those beta readers who aren't friends or family but you, you just need someone to look at it you know it can be writers groups and you can do that in person you can do that in libraries you can do it on twitter um, or it could just be wanting to sort of immerse yourself in that world you know the bookstagrammers um it could be going to festivals and having conversations i think because generally people are really keen to talk to readers and talk to writers and there is a lot of cross fertilization um so if you're not ready to get your own writing out there you can still sort of talk about other people's journeys and then people like to help people along and they often you know i know lots of bloggers turned writers who started maybe in that sort of reviewing world and it is a community which hopefully i think uh, encourages that sense of, of togetherness and, and, and perhaps a little bit of uh, better behavior because you think you never know what goes around comes around and you want writers do want to help other writers out um and yeah we're we're always delighted. We're a bunch of geeks. We're delighted to find other people to talk about books to. So I would say not, not to worry and dive in and say, join that conversation. Oh, I love that. A bunch of geeks. <laughs> I'm going to have to like put that on a post-it note. Oh, how about yourself, uh, Lauren? I would totally agree with Genevieve that community is really, really important and writers are so generous and social media makes them so accessible now. I would suggest um, if you're wanting to even just think about writing a book, Joanne Harris is a really good um, resource. She wrote the book Chocolat, which got made into a film, which we might be familiar with. Um, and she does like, she'll do a thread of like, she'll answer like 10 questions about like plot or whatever. She does that fairly uh, fairly often. Um, Stephen King's book on writing is very, very good. Also, he's another generous uh, writer. Um, but I've, I, not to slag off the programme because it's great, but honestly, the group of people that I've been in with on the Penguin Random House programme have been just as valuable, if not more valuable to me, 
than the process itself because they're also knowledgeable and especially like self-employed people especially if they're working class because they like know where the money is kind of thing like it never would have occurred to me to apply for creative scotland funding and i got it and it's because of some of the self-employed people who are on the course with me are just like, oh, you can get funding here and here and here. And here's a, um, an application that I did that was successful like to help you. And people are so generous. Um, and there's loads of Facebook groups. There's all kinds of places you can find writers who are at different stages. And this is maybe going to sound, maybe going to be a little bit cheesy, but, and I could take this advice myself, but I think if you're wanting to get a book published because you want someone to tell you that you're a good writer, then I'm kind of, I'm sorry, but I think that sort of has to come from yourself. I agree with Bridget um, about sort of being realistic, but also knowing what you're worth. And I thought, oh, if I get, if I get into like the first round of the Penguin Random House thing, then, then I'll know that I'm good. And I kept thinking that at every stage and then, oh, if I actually got accepted, then, then I'll know I'm good. And no, the doubt continues. I'm writing the book, still thinking it's crap. <laughs> and I'll probably think it's still crap <laughs> when it gets published. I might think, oh, well, that was just my first book. You know, my second book. I'll look back at all the mistakes I've made and then I'll be a good writer and it goes on and on and on. So I just think if you're writing, you're a writer and you have to make your own peace with how you think it is and whether you're happy with it. So if it's just purely because you want someone to tell you're a good writer, then I'm afraid that's probably not going to help. That's like really cheesy, but negative at the same time. <laughs> no, I, just I, tell I completely you. agree. I completely agree. It was like one of the, like the top bits of advice that stuck with me at uni was like, my lecture was like, if you want to be a writer, write. Like how much are you writing or how much are you reading? And I'll be really upfront about it as I barely read anything apart from Twitter. And I don't think that was really what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, like it's really, it's really easy when you're in it, when you're writing to use all of your time on writing. And because I noticed that I, was st I stopped reading when I was like really in it. And it's important to like carve out time for that because it gives you... A break but then also also it's just kind of fun to pick apart other people's books and see how they do things and I mean kind of steal I guess <laughs> like that's what we're all doing as well we're all magpies um, so it's really important to make time to read um, as much as you're writing I did I did once write a sentence that I afterwards I read and I was like that's so clever and I realized it was because I nicked it <laughs> 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 my god I'm a genius and I was like oh yes <laughs> I realise now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely been there. Definitely. I think all of the job, obviously. I think all of the stories that I wrote when I was like eight or nine were heavily, heavily taken from Jacqueline Wilson books, like fully. Oh, I was Enid Blyton. I was like, <laughs> yeah, all of mine were like about um, like refugees from the Second World War going to live nice. in the Lovely. Yeah. yeah. My, mine was Harry Potter. I pretty much ripped yeah. out the whole Harry Potter novel and was like, this is going to be the seventh one. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Well, thank you so, so much. Oh, no worries. Thank you, Katie's. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Yeah. If people want to follow you or have any questions for you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm Devil Wears Tartan, but if you just put in Lauren Aitchison, um, you'll be able to find me. There's not many Aitchisons. And then I'm the same on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jen Pegg, G-E-N-P-E-G-G, -E -G, or Genevieve Pegg, or you can find us at Harper North on Twitter or on our website, and uh, we're always open to questions. Yeah, and you can find me uh, on both Twitter and Instagram as uh, Bridget Writing. 
Brilliant. Right, have a lovely evening, everyone. Yes, yeah, you too. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Give us a follow on social media over at Northern Natter. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to share and follow us to keep up to date. We really appreciate the support. So for me, Katie Williams. And me, Katie Baggett. This is Northern Natter.